How are you? We, we, Steve and, and, and um, John, we talk all the time. So how are you doing? Yes. I'm doing good. Yeah. Thanks for asking. Um, sheltered in place, um, mm-hmm. respectfully making trips to the grocery store. I just started using a mask. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing ever. <laughs> it's like, it's, it, yeah. it just feels weird. Ooh. It's a trippy thing. There's Charlie. Charlie's on now too. And we are recording. So we'll, uh, Sweet. cool. And Devin, are you, um, so you're going to the stores that you haven't stuff delivered? Charlie, what's up, man? Charlie. Give him a second. Oh, He's got to get his audio. You got to get your audio up, Charlie. Can you hear us? Yeah, he's, uh. Well, I had the same issue this time. For some reason, it didn't instantly go to. Yeah, it did, it did a thing that said, like, join audio or something, and mm. that seemed a little new. Yeah uh is connecting to audio there we go there we are what up charlie hey guys i can only what I up, can charlie your chin move oh. the camera there you go there you go there's the fire. <laughs> I, I, I had it i had it in, i had it in teaching mode so it's like you know that kind of stuff oh yeah that's right, right. that's right yeah hey uh by the way charlie do you know devin smolin i know you know everybody else do you know devin oh hi devin how are you good charlie good to meet you i don't know if you guys should before so we were just asking uh so basically, so Devin, oh, and we're recording right now. We're live, Charlie. So um, we're just going no, for it. But Devin is- You got uh, coffee or tea in there, Tony. See the bases behind me? This is a- um, Oh, the Devin bases. Yes, I remember you were telling me about them. Nice, nice. That is Devin. So we were just telling, you know, we're just kind of, I don't know. We're just going to kind of shoot the uh, shoot the shit and see how everybody's doing and check in, basically. I have one question for Devin yes. right now. What's that? How is that white base not sold yet? Oh, dude. <laughs> what is up with that? Well, I, I kind of like that white base, and I kind of want to keep it for myself. <laughs> so oh, well, I didn't really put it there very much. That is not fair, Devin. I know, I know, I know. What the heck, man? <laughs> it sounds so the, nice. All it the bases that at NAM that Devin had, that one was my favorite. And Tony, was that the one that you took and you played at the bass hang event? Yeah, the first tune. Uh, yeah, that was nice. That was nice. Purple People Eater, yeah. Fantastic. And that, that's a weird tune, too, because it's got a filter. Wah, 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 you know, so. Well, what is that? How was that? Yeah. <laughs> Say it again. Tell me that. But that bass responded with the Delanos. I was really shocked how well it responded to everything. Now, Devin, yeah, are- you had the envelope filter on that thing. It sounded awesome. Wow. Yeah, I liked it. Devin, those are the Delanos that are oval, right? The oval. Yep. Yeah. So what what is the deal with those? What is I've never really played with them or messed with them. Are they Alnico or what's uh, what's the deal with them? Um, yeah, you know, I believe they are Alnico uh, five, and they they sound really uh, really big, really rich, and really warm. Okay. Um, I was shocked actually. Um, they reminded me a lot of um, some of the older Bart's old, older Bart's soap bars. Nice. Just really very powerful sounding. You're losing yeah. me, guys. Oh, so, sorry, Charlie. Sorry. <laughs> Wait, there was a post that Charlie, you, didn't you just post something that you, you were able to help uh, a student? I actually had actually had a student ask, ask me a gear question. I could actually, actually almost uh, answer it. 
Nice. Kevin, you don't know me, but I'm 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 a total. I I, I don't know. I've been playing all my life, and I I don't know crap about gear. You guys are losing me. <laughs> no, Charlie. Charlie is he's on it, man. What you know, whatever is lacking in the gear knowledge, he's a monster. Just bassist, professor, teacher. I took some lessons from him. He's just. Yeah, he's uh, he's the. Uh, I just play what I like. I just like you guys are talking about. I'm I, I'm I'm in. Charlie, want to really get lost? Want to get really get like forget about like the immediate bass gear, recording gear. Oh man, um, is like times ten. You know. Yeah, but it's fun. Oh, I I think it's cool. I just don't have any. I don't have the mental capacity for it. You will <laughs> by osmosis by basis. Hey, Tony, osmosis. nice Tony, nice rack. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you like that? I don't. I don't. I don't know if it should be like. It should have like you know like San San Marzano tomatoes next to it. Oh, <laughs> you need to put a little. Charles Progresso. So uh, uh, that that rack holds. When it's loaded, is will hold nine bases. Wow! I don't think I've owned nine bases in my lifetime. <laughs> Wait, um, all I have to all I have to say, and John will attest, is only nine. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> a pile over there. Exactly, uh, some right? upstairs. Uh, I have two, no, dude. That's all you need. See, Charlie. <laughs> see, okay, Devin. Again, you you don't know Charlie. Charlie is the he's the he's the I'm weird. a noob. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> He is the intelligent one in this group. <laughs> uh, no, no, yes. no, no, no. He is the uber intelligent one that's way above everybody. He, he's just like, I yeah, he just watches us be stupid. That's it. He just watches our stupidity. <laughs> no, no. Um, Not that we need an audience, but. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So I know that, you know, obviously the pandemic and everything, I, you know, I wanted to, you know, let's kind of talk about because we're all located in different parts of the u.s and devin you're in texas yep uh you know building custom bases your own bases devin bases uh, how you know how are you doing um has it affected obviously it's affected everybody but how are you doing and how are you getting through this basically like how are how are you kind of trudging these waters that yeah, that we're going through. You know what? I, I've been shocked. It, it hasn't been as slow as I thought it would be. Okay. I mean, I think um, baseball players actually have more time now to contact me. Um, but it has been a, a t- maybe a tiny bit slower. I think people are just being more cautious. Um, mm-hmm. And I've actually used this time to really work on some of the things that that I've been wanting to. Like, I'm coming up with new designs um getting my shop set up um just even little things like lighting and stuff like that because i'm always uh, just balls to the walls working on getting like bases out the door sure, um sure. and now say so i finally have time to just take advantage of this little bit of a lull i'm hoping um and yeah. just set up shop and get set up for the future and so i can scale larger and Kevin, a question on that if i might sorry steve if i oh, cut oh. into you um with you being one of the leading guys right now in the builder world what are the, some of these changes that you actually you're, you're thinking about employing into your new builds? Wow, that's a good question. Um, so I've had a lot of uh, innovations going on in my mind for a long time, um, and I just haven't had time to 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 work on them. Um, like I, I have a concept for a short scale I'm working on. 
you may have seen a, a little video I had on the quick change battery um, yeah. and just little mm-hmm. things that I want to do. Just innovations. I love that part of the whole building part of it. Just what kind of cool things can I come up with? Um, you know, and that's, and, where that's kind of where I'm going. You know, and the thing I like about all your stuff like that, Devin, is you always explain it on your social media posts in a mm-hmm. way that everyone can understand. But more, you, you're almost sitting there, you're like, well, of course it works like that. Why wouldn't it? Yeah. It's fun. And, you know, I got to tell you, I get a lot of um, – a lot of the innovations come from uh, just people who give me feedback on things. Like mm-hmm. someone saying, ah, definitely I'm having the worst time changing batteries. The cord's always in the way. It's like, all right, how can I solve this? How can I fix it? Right. Um, and that just, it's just listening to people, I think, is the most important thing. Well, uh, you know, like, even as a player, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think on that note, I've worked with some different manufacturers and people that are, you know, builders. There's some that are way a lot more stringent and want to do their thing. And maybe it's the engineer brain that doesn't want to go left, right. You know, they, they, they're on their path as opposed to listening to players. And, and obviously there's so many people and so many voices who you trust. You don't know who to trust. That's a tough thing. But I, I like that about you, Devin, is that you actually listen to players and, and you do move left, right, center, wherever, you know, and you try stuff. And it's, it's, for me, that's, that's huge. Oh, really? And that's the fun of it, though, right? I mean, yeah. coming up with quirky things, like it just on a whim, I made a one-string bass because I thought, hey, that'd be kind of cool. Um, <laughs> and it was like, you know, just, uh, and that's where I find actually the most enjoyment in, in just, you know, what kind of weird things can I come up with? Um, and, you know, and to be fair, I have to, you know, it's a business. Um, so I there is always a balance of like, um customization, innovation, and actually producing a product that is consistently sellable. And I, you know, believe it or not, I do a lot of um, uh, just development uh, in developing things just because I come up with a crazy idea. I have to ensure that's going to be bulletproof um, and that when I actually put it out to market, I'm not going to have bases come back to me because like, oh, okay, this is starting to fail. I got to think of something else. Um, So I, I have to make sure that everything works really well and can I can replicate that a lot. And that's what goes on behind the scenes that people don't see necessarily. Yeah. Tell us more about the short scale. Like, I mean, uh, I'm almost anti-short scale. I yeah. like as long as defined as possible, but like, you cannot argue the trends right now, I guess would say the last and two And actually, no, Tony, years. that's a lie because you had a dingwall and you sold it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. I forgive you. There's reasons for that that you probably know that I won't get into in this forum, but yes. <laughs> so are, are you thinking of coming out with a production uh, short scale? I mean, obviously you are. But, uh, so you, know, yeah. you know what Tony said? It's a trend. Um, it really is. Yeah. It, and it, it's, it's almost a reaction to like, the you know, back 10 years ago, everybody had to have a 35-inch scale. Um, and I like 35-inch scale. I really do. That's my personal place. Um, and, but... And then people are moving to short scale, but what I do not like about short scales is that the strings are so floppy. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you do get a nice rounder tone, but uh, man, I, I just, I can't get over the, the floppiness and how it is and how you can't, can't get a normal tone out of there. Um, but I think I've come up with a solution to, to solve that. Hmm. Um, and I, I, I won't go into in this form right here, but uh, 
Um, I, I have to test it out and make sure it's going to work, but this is something that I'm thinking about putting out there. I, you know, and I don't want to just produce it to be a me too. Um, if it's something that I genuinely am like, eh, then I won't do it. But I think I want to try it because I think I can solve that whole floppy string issue, um, with my idea that I have going on. I dig that. That's cool. Again, innovation, man. I, I like that a lot. That's cool. Um, and sales wise, I mean, with the, you know, everybody being kind of, uh, what is it? Quarantined? I, have you, ah. you know, have you seen, what have you seen? Rise, fall? I mean, I, I, I don't know, consistent or I'm just, you know. I think people are still interested. I mean, they're, they're, I don't know what, what have you guys noticed? I mean, what are you doing? Are you still like out there searching on gear? Are you looking at yes. things online? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I love Charlie's reaction. <laughs> Charlie, again, is the smart one in the bunch, but I definitely do. I'm on, I, I mean, I, I have, I do. I still look, I still, yeah. Yeah. Especially what are you looking at? What's that? You know, for me right now, uh, it's, yeah. I've gotten rid of a lot of bases. I've gotten rid of a lot of equipment because um, mm -hmm. I'm focusing more on having like a little home recording studio. I mean, I'm doing an electric drums. I just got a new Mac. Sweet. You know, I have a new interface on its way. Um, so my focus has been on there. I'm actually been downplaying and, and removing a lot of stuff. But uh, And you didn't you know, have trouble moving your bases just now, right? I mean, you sold them right away. Right away. Right away. You know, I did speak to Michael from uh, Talia Leather Straps. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And great guy, by the way. Yes. Great, great guy. Great quality gear. He doesn't do NAM. He's not in the circle. I went through hell with strap companies. And this is the one guy that I can tell so far that comes through. You know, he, he does great work. He does you order something. Too. You get it right away. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's a week later and it's right. But um, he said like the people at home, you know, guitarists, musicians at home, he's getting the, the serious hobbyist type guys. He's not necessarily getting like the weekend warrior, like yeah, maybe right. in the weekend, but he's not getting the pros. He doesn't have the guys doing this for a living. He has people that are like, hey, you know, I have a Les Paul or, hey, I've got three jazz basses at home and, you know, I'm uh, such and such engineer during the day. That's his clientele. And he says, their he's money's still selling. Green, their money's green too, man. Yeah, Just well, as green. Yeah. Well, especially green. at this time, I think the hobbyist and the person with the disposable is going to be able to spend more money than the pro musician. Because as we all know, right, our gigs are... Yeah. There's no gig. You know how many students I have that are doctors and lawyers and engineers and CEOs? Dude, yeah. And they study just as hard as the ones that I've had in college or the ones that I've had that are, yep. I've, I've had touring musicians, but they study just as hard. And you know what? They pay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, they have the money. Yeah, this is definitely not a knock on them. It's just, no. that's what's buying stuff right now. You know? Mm -hmm. Which reminds me, Tony, you got to help me with sell my Federa. Oh, dude. Ooh. AJ, the Anthony Jackson? What's that? The Anthony Jackson? I have a 1990 Anthony Jackson. Oh. Serial number 518 oh. with a custom three pickup Mike Pope system. Because I've known Mike for mm -hmm. 25 years. And he put this three pickup with a solo pickup. I just, I don't use it, so I'm selling it. You know, Charlie, what I'll do is this for you. 
I've got a good reputation and a high ranking on Talkbase. Actually, very good. And I got let me let me make my notes. I gotta make a I gotta you know write the whole. <laughs> I'd thing make out. a joke about Tony on this, but it's it's actually quite true. He is. He's very very respected in that community. And I as much as I'd like to um, be snide about it, I can't. Jesus, so open my mouth. <laughs> you know, who needs siblings? I have you guys. Uh, right. the morning. Mm -hmm. now. Charlie, I can, I can, I can move that for you. I'll call you tomorrow and we'll get it. But there's a Federa like cult on TV. Oh yeah, that's and these that's, people are selling them for the price of like a used car. Like they're ridiculous. Mine's, mine's like fifteen grand. Yeah. Oh, dude, you'll get, you'll get, you'll yeah. get ten Gs for that for sure. I yeah. Well, I will address you with everything like that. You're not playing it, or just because your Lakeland endorsement, or minute the minute I got my five string Lakeland, I draw. I haven't played it since because the, the 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 five string the five string that they made for me is like any bait the the bass I've always wanted. It works. It just works. There Easy you go. Enough. Yeah. So Charlie, you're located where? I'm in I'm in Queens. I'm in New York City. I'm in okay. Ground Zero right now. So ground yep. zero. So how are how are you doing? I mean, you're on major lockdown more than any of us. I, I mean, you're how? Yeah, how are you well, doing? I went, I went I went food shopping after after I finished teaching. I went food shopping with my wife. We had the whole the whole regalia. Mm -hmm. Came home, stripped naked, threw everything in the wash, went in the shower. You know, the whole bit. It's it's like it's like the Andromeda strain. Now, but you can still go in and out, you, but you're not allowed to stay out or is there's no, there's no regulation, but I, I, I mean, I'm literally only going out to get food. Sure. I have, you know, some, some places still deliver. Cool. Um, but I mean, I, I think 500 people died yesterday, Man. something like that. Something insane in number. Um, it's, it's really scary. Um, the, the, the freakiest part about it. Now you gotta understand I'm, I'm within, 30 minutes of two airports, two big airports, right? right. So living right. in Queens means hearing planes. And a couple of nights ago, after I finished teaching at about 8.30 or so, I went and walked my dog with my daughter and we're walking and we're talking. And I said, I said, be quiet for a minute. She goes, why? I said, listen. And you literally heard, wow. you heard the TVs in people's houses. Hmm. It's, 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 it's kind of scary, you know. I'm, you know, that's for me, something I, you don't I, normally hear in Queens. What's that? You don't normally hear that silence in Queens. No, because there, there are planes going over all the time. You know, there's cars driving, and you know, <clears throat> dogs barking, people walking their dogs. I mean, I live in a suburban area, but it's still New York City. Mm -hmm. You know, but um, you know, for me, I still I work from home. I mean, I've been doing online lessons for over ten years. So, I mean, it, this, what I'm doing, the only thing is that my in-person people now do online. So this is, it's, yeah. for me, it's not that big a deal. What, 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 what the thing that kills me is obviously gigs, though I don't, I don't gig that much anymore because nobody wants to pay in New York City. Um, but it's like, you know, I finish teaching on a Saturday or finish teaching even like, even on a, a weekday and I want to go grab a Starbucks, mm. you know? You know, Sunday, you know, I'll, I go to the gym or I go out with my wife and do something. You know, that's that's the stuff I see more of. But it's 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 all the other stuff. I mean, I have students that are on the front lines and they, they're they reusing um, gear. Hmm. They're running out of gear tomorrow. The city will run out of P PPE tomorrow. What's PPE? Personal, Personal protective equipment. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. 
Sorry, man. Take care. It's real. It's real. And it'll be real in, in all your areas soon. Believe me. Yeah. Oh, I mean, let's talk Michigan's about almost is shooting up there because of Detroit. So, yeah. yeah. Like I said, it'll get to you soon enough. We just happen to be luckily, luckily to be the first ones. Hmm. Hey, Charlie, has it affected any of your students at all? Um, I've, I've lost, um, I actually have, I have the numbers here because I'm, I'm one of those kind of people. I've lost some students that they're, that because they've lost their jobs either temporarily or, 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 um, you know, for good. Um, one, uh, one of them, he lost his job and his boss says, I don't think I'll be in business anymore. Mm. Right. Uh, two of the other ones work contract stuff. So that may come back. Um, the other ones that I lost, it's not that they've lost their jobs. One is a PA, one is a, is a coder, and he's, he's, just, he's working like a dog because all of his clients, he works for a, a law firm. Um, and now that they're all working from home, he's going nuts keeping them on. But then oh, again, yeah. I've, also, I've also gained a bunch too, you know, for, for whatever reason. Um, so, I mean, for me, it's kind of like status quo, you know, uh, and... You know, my car's getting three weeks to the gallon, which is good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think everybody's, and now no one can travel and gas is super cheap. So it's like. Yeah. But, you know, for me, for me, it's, it's you know, I, I, I do gig. I, I don't make my living gigging anymore because it's just, it's, I've moved on to other things. Um, but, you know, for me, it's just, it's woodshed and teaching. And, you know, luckily my, 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 my family's with me and. You know, but it just, it just, for me, it's, it's just working on, working on some tunes. I got, you know, the, I got the piano and I'm working at the piano, trying to write some music that nobody cares about. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we I'm honest, care. dude. I know, I know where I sit in the world. Dude, we all care. Come on, man. No, just be safe, man. That's, uh, that's some scary stuff, dude. You know, I always describe Charlie as the number one bass educator on the planet. You know, Hell yeah. Yeah. And he's always like, ah, no one cares about mom and mom. I'm like, <laughs> like, dude, do you realize who the hell you are? Yeah. You know? My mother used to say that to me and then kick my ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's like whiplash. Yeah. I can't watch that movie. I, I mean, I can't watch the previews because I had a teacher very close. I've had a couple of teachers very close to that. I had a teacher, a celebrity teacher who will remain nameless, uh, that I was young and stupid as opposed to being old and stupid. <laughs> I studied with him for six months. Now, you guys know how much of a lunatic I am playing and shedding. I put my bass down for a year. Wow. Wow. And he was a celebrity, a known dude, and he destroyed me. Maybe it was good for you. Sometimes. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I had a big band director that did that and it was, I mean, it was horrible, but to this day, I still use what I learned in that ass kicking. The yeah, the I, that, that wasn't for me. It was, it was just, and what I found out later is that because he would, one minute he'd be cool and one minute he'd be a lunatic. Mm. Do, do you guys I, ever I, hear of Charlie Bonacus? Oh, yeah, you know that, of course. You, yeah. You know, so Charlie rest in peace yeah. uh is up was up by me now he taught like mm -hmm. jeff berlin um jocko did he Jim, jocko and then but like a lot of other like yeah like horn players and stuff like that too he's done a lot i mean he's and he's a massachusetts was a massachusetts guy and he used to be you used to mail him you would mail him 
Because I think I did one or two lessons. You would mail him a check and he would mail you, he would, you know, snail mail back in the day. There was no email, right? Isn't that right, Tony? He would. Yeah, he would do that. And he corresponded. He was in, um, from yeah. like just two towns from where I'm at right now. Okay. And he was like probably known as like the heaviest teacher. Yeah. And I know people like I was on the road when I put my name on the waiting list. His waiting list was like years. Yeah. And I was on the road when I came up and I'm like, oh, geez, I can't do this. You know, I should have done this, you know, earlier. And I talked to him. He was really nice. But I know other people that studied with him. Like, if you fell behind, hmm. he would beat the snot out of you with more lessons and then like shame you out of his program. <laughs> Well, Jeff, Jeff Berlin is probably one of his more famous or most famous bass players. I, th I think, isn't Jeff Berlin one of Berlin, them? Berlin, uh, I believe Stu Ham. Uh, okay. God, who was that? I mean, the Letterman Show. Who was that sax player that used to come on on Friday nights with uh, the Letterman Show? I can't remember I his know. name. I don't know. On Letterman? Yeah, the, like when the, the Letterman Show was still, you know. Oh, yeah. Like a lot of jazzers went to it. Was it Sanborn? It was David Sanborn. Yeah, David yeah. Sanborn studied with them. Yeah. Uh, I believe Chick did too as well. Yeah. Oh, all right. So heavy stuff. Yeah. Uh, but he would shame you out from my understanding, oh. you know. Well, I, I didn't get that opportunity. Well, I mean, when, I, when I studied with Billy Bauer, he kind of got um, curmudging-like. Because he, he was like 80 years old when I studied with him. But he, was, he would yell at you like your grandfather. You know, what's your problem? But he wasn't. He wasn't like whiplash, like he was just like like an old like like an old curmudgeon, yeah. you know. Yeah. But he taught me, you know, so much. And it, actually, my my mentor actually passed away last week. He was another one that would get kind of like you know old man begrudgingly, um, but nothing nothing cruel like this other guy that I'm not going to name. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, you didn't walk out like 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 you don't you don't want to play. You walked out. You you know, the other guys you walked out and wanted to play more. Sure. You know, mm -hmm. I don't see, no, I, I don't see doing, I don't see that method at all. I've never used that method and, you know, I don't see, I don't believe in it, but some people use it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really curious, you know, you're doing a lot of your lessons online now. How much do you think this change is going to end up just taking and being permanent? Well, the, the thing I find when I, when I talk to students, even if like students, I, I you know, have a lot in Texas, I, I, I've taught on six continents, all right, um, <laughs> is that I'll get a lot of like, well, you know, I like the in-person, this and that. And I'm like, okay, first of all, I've been doing this for years. I get, especially when I double bass. Oh, you can't turn double bass. I said, yes, you can. Um, it's, it's the student's per perception. And usually I can break that. Um, whether it's going to be more of this, I already do a lot of this. The only ones I don't do are, are actually local Queens people that want to come by, you mm. know. Um, but I think it's going to be. How do you break it? How do you break that perception? Um, I do it. I do a try. I do like a 10 minute trial and say, this is what I do. This is how I do it. This is what I can't do. This is what I can do. I mean, I have. I have a, a book, of, I have a lesson plan that I've done over the past 35 years. That's awesome. And I just worked it for, you know, uh, you know, online stuff. The only thing I can't do is play with them. Hmm. Like if you're, if you're here, you know, and I'm, and, and we're blown over uh, changes, I can cord, you know, oh, I yeah. can't do that with them. So I just, I have other ways of doing it. And one of the ways I do it, especially my foreign students or the ones that say on the West Coast, 
because of the difference in the time and stuff, I have them send me videos, show me what you're doing, you know, after the lesson mm-hmm. and I'll critique it or, 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 or send me a sheet, you know, you wrote something out, fine, send it to me, I'll critique it, send it back. So it's almost like, like a correspondence course half thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, but it's, it's a, it's a definite, my, my lesson plan is, is, is definite. Um, how can I put it? Definite concepts and definite milestones for the player and, and regardless of the love. I mean, Steve has done it with me. He knows. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's definitely set. It, there's no, the thing that makes me crazy is I had a student that studied, started with me when he was in middle school. Talented as all hell. Ama- just amazing. Just could, could build a baseline in middle school that would knock you on your ass. Just really knew what he was doing. And eventually I, I worked with him through high school and he went to college and he minored in music at someplace in Pennsylvania, I forget. Cortland? Yeah, I think it's Cortland. And he would still study with me on and off because he, he his, the bass teacher he had was, was a New York guy. And he would just be like, he'd show up and say like, let's try this today. He's paying like, you know, how many thousand dollars of credit? Right. The guy's like, just, oh, let's try this today. What? <laughs> yeah. It, it, it just blew me away. Hmm. You know, I, I mean, I, I'm expensive enough, but you know, college credits are stupid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? So I, I've really tried to set up, and 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 whether it's in person or not, but the, the 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 remote one, you have to work a couple of things. And one of the things I have is a movable camera. So if I need to show a hand, or if I need to show down the neck, that kind of stuff helps yeah you got especially when i teach you something like slap technique yeah i slap guys don't make fun of me um <laughs> oh dude i slap like a gorilla my technique is the worst with that so <laughs> i studied i studied with he does everything like a gorilla come on <laughs> i actually studied with tony Oppenheimer. oh dude i love that i, I love that book i studied with him man down in the village back in the 80s did you guys have that book with the record when I started with him, when I started with him, there was no sound one, right? Oh, okay. And then the sound one came out, and a buddy of mine uh, co- copied it for me. <laughs> and Tony got mad. He goes, "You owe me a dollar fifty. Like, why? Well, goes, that's what I get for the sound supplement. That's a great <laughs> I had to pay him a dollar fifty extra. That's a fantastic. He, he really wanted the dollar fifty. Yes. It's like the movie. Where's my two dollars? Yeah, so yeah. Just thinking of that. Yeah. It's a great book. It really is. The method that he does is really good. But the problem is I don't like his execution because everything is an E, everything is an A, and he doesn't talk about what I think is the most important thing is how to play over changes. Mm. 99 times out of 100, unless I'm playing a cover tune, I'm looking at a set of changes and I'm deciding to slap over it. Yep. And guess what? If it's an E flat... You're screwed. <laughs> I, I took I took four... Le- you know, and again, you guys know Randy Colvin... Oh, dude. I know Randy Coven. Yeah. Yeah. I knew Randy for years. I took four lessons with the guy because I wanted to see what it was all about. And I asked him that. I said, What happens if you do a funk line in, in E flat? He goes, I just don't do a funk line in E flat. He was fantastic. I love that vi- that uh his video was so crazy, but he yeah. was a little out of it, man. Poor guy. Personally, personally, he was not a- I walked in there. Hmm making sure he didn't know who I was, what my education was, because I was teaching a lot in Queens, you know, in, in a store at the time. I took four lessons with him. The first time he showed me something, mm-hmm. I showed up the second lesson and I expanded it to 12 keys. He got mad at me. 
The fourth lesson, he was drunk. Wow. I sit wow. down and he's got a line of beer bottles. I'm like, I think I'm done. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. You know, though, he was kind of a badass. Like, so in that time period when Randy was doing his thing, I was way into the shred thing myself. Like, at that time period, you either went. Funky, Funky Tender is a great album. Yeah, dude. Funky Tender is a great album. Yeah. I, I kind of look at this like bass players went either jazzy or they were like shred heads, right? Yeah. At that time. Well, Randy yeah. was, Randy was he, like Dave LaRue. Like, he, he yeah. had, you know, he, he was, he had the, that ferocity. He could play the chops, but he knew what he was doing. He was really technical, you know? Yeah, a little too pentatonic heavy, though. Yeah. Everything was kind of like, you know, you know? In fact, that. <laughs> what a life. <laughs> oh, man. So, hey, so, John, GHS, mm-hmm. how, are, how are you guys doing? And uh, and you're in Michigan, so how's yep. how are you doing out there, man? I mean, you know, uh, I think Michigan is is w- pretty high up there on the uh, infection. Yeah, you uh, guys are getting hit more. I noticed that. Yeah, we're getting hit. Uh, Detroit's just getting destroyed. Ooh. And uh, a lot of it's because of the low income, I think, over there that really, that, you know, it. this whole thing's really going to hit us more infrastructure-wise than anything else. Yeah. And I mean, right now it's proving it. But um, yeah, I want to say that's where most of it is. You know, in Kalamazoo right now, I'm lucky that uh, the apartment complex I'm at uh, daily posts and notice you have, you know, of positive cases and deaths. And right now, I think the last one I looked at, which would have been a day ago, I think we had 20 cases and then one death mm. in our area. So, I mean, that's, that, you know, yeah. um, so far so good. I think, uh, we've got a lot, little bit of, um, people now that, it, you know, we've had our lockdown for about 14 days are trying to start being like, Oh, we can't get, you know, you know, we can't get caught or anything like that. And so people are trying to start, are starting to push some of the, you know, 10 people or less thing, or like they're going out in parks and stuff. And I mean, that's all right, you know, cause they've said, you know, definitely go outside, but be smart about it. And I think that's what people are, people are being a little more brave and smart right now. Yeah, they but, shut uh, down the parks in New York. Yeah. Yeah. Well, our parks are shut down in terms of um, uh, park with like, you know, kids. Uh, what am I trying to think of? Like, right. like uh, playgrounds, like playgrounds, playgrounds, yep. are shut down, but you can still walk around the park. You just can't really, or shouldn't right. loiter, I guess, but you can walk. Like I took a super long walk today and the beaches are closed in, yep. in California and the beaches are closed in Massachusetts. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, man. But, you're uh, not usually within six feet of somebody when you're in the water. Like there's waves and um, right. No, well, surf LA, right now. LA beaches are closed. Orange County beaches are not closed yet, but probably will be soon. So, what's with this with the houses of worship not being closed? What the fuck? Well, that no, they should be, but there are these people that are not listening, and it's like. Yeah. Look, you know, we need to be smart. Like for me, yeah, but what's some governor? I think I, I don't forget what governor it was. Either Florida or, or somewhere down down in down south, where he's not he's he's leaving them open. Well, well we've got that here too. It's ex, it's exception. It's an exception for the you know rule. But uh, I want to say like the diocese of Michigan, they already came and said, 
you know, that's great. You're giving us, letting us choose that. We're shutting it down. Yeah. yeah. Which I think that's is smart. That's what we did last night was it was only a, a couple of people and we recorded the music live. We all stayed away and we recorded for the next like four, ser- four weeks of services. Oh, yeah. We just recorded yeah. it live, stayed away, didn't do anything, and then just went home. So you know, a lot, a lot of ones are doing online services, you know, yes. uh, remote yeah. services. I think yeah. that's a smart thing to do, man. I mean, of course. yeah, that, that I think I think Charlie, you're talking about that the church in Florida that left everything open, and I think he was arrested. That pastor. I think it was Florida. Yes, you're right. Yeah, I think so. Anyways, it's just you know, it, it's a crazy. You guys seem to be watching the news more about what's going on. I purposely have avoided it. Um, I thought some of the numbers were getting better from what little I have heard. Didn't California plateau a little bit? I don't no. think so. I honestly, I listening to mainstream news. I don't. I listen to I, I listen to Joe Rogan and the people that he has on because he has these people that are these doctors. So you know, I think right now there's so much misinformation, which is just. Right crazy because you'll you know i mean just go through a facebook feed and you'll see everyone's getting better everyone's getting sick people are dying people aren't you know and, and that's why i took the break off facebook yeah exactly but I, I think listening to to people these doctors that are on the front line sanjay gupta that's kind of where i'm getting my information yeah. from so i don't know it's tough man it, it's it, yep. this is this is one of those things that you know we've never gone through Devin, what's it like in Texas right now? You know what? Uh, it's actually, um, they've taken it pretty seriously here. Um, everybody is sheltering in place. Our, um, like the place where my wife works, um, 35,000 people they sent home to work. Um, and it's, everybody's working from home. Cool. Um, everybody's taking it seriously. I mean, you go to the grocery store, I'd say most people are wearing masks there. Um, so the, I mean, it, so, which is really good, right? I mean, that they're taking it seriously, but some of the other things that are happening that like we used to use uh, shipped, that's a delivery service for your groceries. Um, they're not doing it anymore. I think the people who are delivering the groceries, like I'm taking my life in my hands by doing this, Forget this. I'm not going to do this. People have to get their own groceries. So we're finding that we're going to have to do that. Um, so it's, I think it's, it's evolving as we're going too. I mean, it's, I, I could see, and I read something from a reputable source today that like, they're thinking about shutting down the post office for goodness sakes. That is going to be, if you start shutting down any kind of shipping, shipment, post office, that's, that's really really bad. Yeah. Yeah. because that's how people get a lot of their like the prescriptions and mm-hmm. um, even food supplies. I don't, I don't think that's gonna. I, I don't. I, I have a lot of trouble believing that's gonna happen. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I, I definitely think things have yeah. slowed down because I just got. I just sent a, a mic for an RE twenty to get repaired. Where it's technically Electro Voice is owned by a company called Bosch, and yep. that I'm not quite sure where they are. Somewhere in the middle of the country, John probably knows. I think Cleveland. Um, is it Cleveland? I think huh. so. Um, it took from Boston. It took over a week to get there. Wow, which is not normal. Normally, I could send something to California in three days, four days at most. I mean, it could be too, Tony. That you know, so many things are people are buying everything online that they're just slammed. That's I'm true. I'm sure there's something to do with that as well. I'm sure there's multiple factors involved. 
Well, Amazon, you got to wait a few days now. It's not it's not just like today, tomorrow. So, yeah, you know, oh, that's, that's, been interesting that's funny too. Amazon eased up on their, um, you know, they put a moratorium on buying other things or shipping other things that weren't, you know, um, health related. Okay. And, stuff, and they finally eased up on that this past week. Mm. So starting to get other stuff back in the warehouses. Yeah, you can't even buy some things on Amazon now. No. Right. Like, hand sanitizer, forget it. Yeah, currently unavailable. Yeah. Says, you know, and yeah. not sure when. So, okay, so I raise a question. We were all at NAM. Oh, dude. Devin got sick. Dude, there was um, so, yeah. uh, Bob Potzik. I'm sure some of you guys know him. Uh, Chicago yeah. based there. Uh, sent or read a or sent out a USA Today article that actually just had just some straight facts. And one of the interesting things was they they said they could pinpoint the West Coast insertion point for where the you know they thought the virus really started hitting was around January fifteenth from a guy that traveled to LA from from Wuhan. Now, why would somebody from Wuhan want to travel to L.A. around <laughs> January 15th? Nam. Nam. Put okay. a booth next to Devin's downstairs in the basement. <laughs> but, but I think, yeah, I, but, okay, so everybody gets sick after Nam and gets the Nam thrax. Right. But this year, I mean, I got it. I know Devin got it. I mean, it was the worst thing that I've ever had. This was different. Yeah, this is much different. Yeah, I mean, it, it would, if there's a, you know, after all this, if there's a way to go back and test everybody to actually see yeah. how many actually did have yeah. a small strain of that. They're actually coming up with an antibody test, I'm sorry, antibody test to, to actually a blood test to see if you have the antibodies for, for COVID-19. Um, so there's I, lots of different I, strains. I didn't of get sick because right. nobody ever talks, nobody ever talks to me. In- <laughs> <laughs> That's because Charlie was in Yamaha. Even when I go in the main room, nobody gives a shit. So I just yeah, Yamaha's in that. Go to Yamaha, you can do your taxes over there at Nam at Yamaha, right? No, you you weren't in the main room, the petri dish of hell, man. But so the Yamaha building was crazy this year. Yeah, you guys were busy. You guys had some good stuff, man. Well, you had great, great. I love having that separate area. Yeah, yeah. So like the Roman Empire, they've got their own place. So, you know what? Speaking about Yamadino did get really sick during NAM at the end of NAM. Mm. So Ampeg, there was something with the win over there at Ampeg. I mean, he got really bad. He wasn't around the last day. I didn't get it. You didn't get sick. Charlie didn't. John, you did, right? Uh, I I didn't. Not no, from okay. NAM. I think Devin and I got the same thing. Yeah, Steve, did you get the same thing I got? So I had the cough, the dry cough. I had a high fever, 103, 103.5. Turned into almost like pneumonia-like symptoms afterwards. I may have had pneumonia for all I know. Shortness of breath for a short period of time, too. And that's where I'm like, I wonder. I I have no idea. I have My wife, too. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I had sudden onset fever for two days where I felt like I was pissing my bed because I was sweating so much. Right, yeah. Then two days kind of started feeling a little better and then it went pneumonia. And I went to the doctor, had chest x-rays and I had pneumonia. I never had a sore throat or a cough, but I pneumonia, shortness of breath. And so it literally was high fever into pneumonia. I mean- Yeah, crazy. Yeah, so 
looking at this and being at NAM and all of us being exposed to all this, I, I mean, I, I don't know. And I've been listening to different doctors talk and stuff. And they're saying like, hopefully you build up antibodies. Hopefully all of us have built up antibodies, whether we got sick or not, uh, but who knows, but hopefully yeah, we right. did, you know, and Charlie, Tony and John didn't get sick. And it's just one of those things you didn't, you built up antibodies and then, uh, you know, it, it, but it's, it's scary. And I hugged everybody. I do too. I'm a yeah, we're all huggers, man. You know, it's like, it, it's weird. It, for me, it's really weird to see my buddies and not hug them. Like I, I just, so yeah, it's bizarre. So anyways, I just, uh, my brain keeps going back to Nam and just that, just. I'm going to throw something out there. Like I just had a little chat with my surf group guys. Okay. <laughs> we had this, because New Hampshire beaches are closed. Now Massachusetts beaches are closed. So we all took a date. And some of these guys are from Canada, actually. You know, some of my closest surf friends are not even this, from this country. They, so. We all said we all randomly like this is just the other day. We all picked a date. What's the date? What's the date? When's the date you think things will like uh, the doors open, so to speak? They creak open and we can go out and um, socially. So I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start with Devin. Devin, you go first. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm like the uh, I'm. Oh gosh. Okay. <laughs> you really want to know what I think? Yes. No one's gonna like this. Yeah. Love it. All right. Hold on, hold on, I'm a prayer. Yeah, there we go. Uh, go. I think it's going to be the third week of July hmm. before we start going back to work. Yeah. I better put this up higher in my eyes. And um, look, at, look at what happened in Wuhan. They had, uh, uh, what, they started actually right around the same January 20th, I think is when they started lockdown in Wuhan okay. while we're at NAM. Um, and that lasted all the way through. They're just starting to get out of it now. So that's four months. Charlie, your thoughts? A year. Wow. wow. Because, because they're not going to open up the doors until we have some kind of vaccine because it'll come back in the fall. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm, thinking, I'm thinking full like, like it ever, ever happened. It's going to be a year. When the doors open, when we can go out and like, all right, and socialize again. And start easing. It's not like it when the weather gets warmer, but then, like I said, it can come back in the fall. That's the yeah. big thing that they're worried about. I, I think it's one of those, from what I've read, I was like, I could see it happening more, more in waves. Like, let's say things start relaxing end of April a little bit. I think some of the social distancing stuff we've got now is, I think, is going to be with us forever. Uh, some of the real simple things like the distance and stuff and some of that, some of, some of the things I like that have come out of it are like grocery stores doing like a seven to nine um, elderly and at risk people. I'm like, why, why not just keep that? Oh yeah. Like that. But I, I, I could see stuff like um, stuff easing, you know, end of April, early May, you know, slowly easing. But like you're saying, everyone's being very attentive to when things start back, maybe September. Now we have to start looking into clamping down a little bit again to make sure this thing doesn't spread. And the interesting thing on that's going to be because that's right when school gets back in. Um, so what are they going to do there? Cause I mean, 
they've already canceled, you know, the the face to face learning up here. Yeah, for the year, year right? For the whole year. Well, for the school year. Okay. So that you know, that's through June. And, so, I, and I have students that are teachers that are going out of their minds because in some of the the poor neighborhoods, not everybody has a computer. Right. No, not everybody has the family life that where the parents, if there are parents, can help. Yep. It's, Pretty rough, you know, it, it, and they're going out of their mind trying to figure out. And and some 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 districts, even whether they're poor or not, just don't have the protocols. Yeah. And it's not like it's not like going to Jonathan. Okay, Jonathan, you're teaching math. Next year we're gonna get this. Okay, so you have a year to work on it. It's like no, right. tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. They're going out of their minds. Yeah. Hey, your turn. Who's <laughs> you, Steve? You, Steve. Man, I'm kind of with Devin. You know, uh, July in summertime ish. Yeah, but the so summertime ish July. Maybe we'll see a little bit of a drop off because of weather in certain places. Who knows? But then again, it's like come December, there's flu season again, virus season again, and it's this virus. It's a virus that's gonna. I mean, this is there. This is SARS two. This is. COVID-19, but it's a SARS. It's a type of a virus, a SARS-2. I mean, it's, you know, who knows? I mean, but I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking summertime-ish. That's where and I'm So I'm going to give a different take on this. Okay. Okay. Um, might appear partially ignorant, so I apologize. No. This is, this is being a street person, so to speak, and like living in a middle-class suburbia neighborhood uh, out of Boston in an area where, as Joe Rogan would say, it's cold as fuck six months out of the year. Mm -hmm. Charlie, you can kind of attest to this environment. Um, You know, this working class type of people. I think if we don't have things eased up, I'd say mid-June is what I thought, like around Flag Day. That's my, you know, I'm a little bit more optimistic. Shit's going to hit the fan. Yeah. Shit is going to hit the fan. Sorry, just in the Boston area, as soon as it's like 40, 50 degrees this time of year, March, April. Like I surfed last Friday in Boston area. It was like a high 60s day, which was abnormally warm. The beach was packed. Yeah, it's not like everyone was in their face, but the beach was packed. Mm. Um, the water's in the 40s, and I saw like three, like late high school, early college year girls in bikinis run into the water, and the water might have been like 45 degrees. Dude, like, that, there's that's why I live in Southern California because that I, I would die. I would. That's <laughs> just the mentality here. Like as soon as it gets warm, the clothes go off. People are. Jones That's not Port. warm. That's not fifty. Is not warm when it's in the thirties oh, and you're wearing a, a coat like a Parker all year oh. round. You know, like January, February. Oh. As soon as it gets like fifties and sixties, and it's sunny out, you are taking off your clothes. Whether you forget where Tony lives, his neighbors are penguins. Charlie, it's gotta. It's New York can't be any different than here it's a little warmer we don't get as much we we don't get as much snow as you oh devin you know? kills me 
heat. Whenever, whenever, whenever there's a big snowstorm, you're the you're the north and west of the city. They always talk about. We don't right. get as much snow as you. We get the same cold. We don't get as much snow. So what you're saying on the hottest day of the year when it gets like 65 degrees, you guys are like just taking everything off and going yeah, like this time of year. Like well, this time of year, yes. Like people at Jones and like you're not going to be able to contain Bostonians when it hits. 80, 85 degrees. It's like beginning of June. We get an 80 degree day. People are gonna go. Arms. I like. They're gonna go. Fuck this. I'm out. I'm out. See you later. Right. They're gonna hit the packy, as we call the, the liquor store. Oh my All right. And then and they're gonna go out and they're gonna go do the thing. Telling you, you're not gonna contain these people. People are gonna say, fuck it. Wait, 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 wait. What was, hit hit the what? Hit the what? The packy. Hit the packy. That's a that's a Bostonian way of saying <laughs> going to the liquor store. Yes, packy. Those have like state stores, like in Pennsylvania. I, I don't know about that, but I just know what they call them here. They call them the packy. So Devin, your weather is more like Southern California, like hot. Yeah. I mean, you're way more humid than we are, but heat. Like we're warm. Like yeah, we get warmth. We get sun. Yeah, but Devin understands both. Um, both sides of that because he lived in Wisconsin for quite some time too. And that's being warm. Oh dude. Yeah. No, I, um, I'm never going back. I hate the cold. <laughs> yeah. I, I used to do a year, a, a yearly gig up in mammoth at uh whiskey Creek and it was fun, but I seriously hated it because there was snow and it was below 60. Yeah, I I would I would literally if I was out by by you guys now I would walk out and I would just crumble and it would just be over it would just be done I would tap out there's no way I I couldn't do John knows about it too John lives in a cold area he lives this like Boston cold area yep yeah I I would die It, it wouldn't it wouldn't be the COVID it would be the 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 cold that would take me out. I the just, cold did the cold vid i love almost everything about where i live i love the scene i love boston i love the beaches of the coastline you know i love everything that educational wise that it offers there's more universities here than anywhere in the world literally that's true it's just the cold, <laughs> cold. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right so this has been good though yeah yeah well, hopefully in summer, like here where I'm at, it gets in the hundreds. I mean, it's like 100 degrees in the summer. I That is, bring it on. I can't wait. I want it hot. Yeah. We, we get that too. We can get 100 degrees. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So anyway, so yeah. Okay, so since we have Devin. Ooh, uh, Ooh look at that. Devin, I got, okay, so I got to tell you. We're gonna we're we're gonna go off the COVID thing and talk about gear and cheer up a little bit because it's, it's pretty dismal and shitty with the other stuff, man. But, I, but, I'm, early, but we'll be all right. But I'm glad that all of you guys are are safe and you know, thank God we're all we're all doing okay. So all right, so Devin, you redid this base for me. Yes, sir. And I gotta tell you, man, it, it it's ridiculous. Now I'm not a 35 inch scale guy. But oh, you are. I thought you were. Okay. No, but this base doesn't even. It just feels comfortable, and and it's almost like I can't tell that it's a thirty-five. I just play it, and it's just fantastic. 
just great. So thanks, man. Yeah, those Nordstrand pickups—they're they're just awesome. And um, this setup that you have here is so I also have this face that I did. I shot video today, and I'm going to post it. Oh, cool! Can't wait to see it. Yeah, with Howard's humbucker, but yeah, I, I kind of like the other one a little bit better. I like it better. Oh yeah. That one has magic in it. Yeah. It does. It, it does. And um, Carrie, Carrie custom makes those, uh, those, that bridge pickup for me so that the um, one is regular wound. The other one is special reverse wound. Oh, um, and I literally cut the ears off of uh, the inner parts of the pickup so I can glue them together. Um, and you get a true sixties and a true seventies uh, jazz bass sound. No, it's ridiculous. with the oil tap switch that that's it. Yeah. yeah, and okay, so and then this this one I went with true single coils. I didn't even go with noise cans. I went single. Yeah, coils. that's right. That's right. So, no, it's fantastic, man. I mean, it's so beefy, and I yeah, I just couldn't be happier, man. I'm glad that we um, kind of revived it. Were you were you happy with this one? The way it turned out. Oh my gosh, yeah. Cool. It's such a it has such a really nice natural growl to it. <laughs> Charlie, you're there. okay. So Charlie. <laughs> Um, whip, whip out your Lakeland. Let's see your Lakeland. I, I beg your pardon. I know, I know. This is a, it's a PG show. But your Lakeland has this this uh, this humbucker in the in the bridge. Doesn't it have a humbucker in the bridge? Yeah, it does look like that though. No, no, no it's no, one of the Music Man ones, Steve. But it's like a Music Man one. So th so that's that's what th that's all this is, Charlie. Is it's it's a humbucker, but it's two single coils put together, which you know. Dude, we gotta, I, I got to send you a bass out, Charlie. I have to tell you, I do like that P setup with Kerry oh. Stephan Parallel. No. Oh, this – Kerry's P bass pickup is one of – I mean, it's gold, man. It's so It's good. like the only, one of the only Alnico basses that I like in Parallel is with – it has his P pickup in it. Yeah. What? Alnico 5 is the kind of – Alnico 5, yeah, yeah. And if I – to get gearish, like for a moment. If, oh, it's what the magnet is made of. Correct. Yeah. There's Alnico five, Alnico three, Alnico two. Alnico five is kind of the um, standard, I guess. Wouldn't that be? Dead Alnico right? five is the standard, and then yeah. like neodymium's been popular the past couple yeah. years. Ceramic uh, and ceramic's been always around, which gets a bad rap. Which I think ceramic's okay too. But uh, one of, one what of do you have in your super singles? What's that? So that's my favorite combination pickups is yeah. maybe I should get one of them out right now. Um, yeah. So let me see if I can do this here. Excuse me, folks. That, excuse me while I whip this out, right? Something like that. The other innovation about Devin's bases that's just ridiculous. Look at that. Look at that. Not even that. Do a close-up of how nicely soldered and laid out that, that uh, control cavity yeah, is. Look at this. Charlie's not Ooh. even Charlie, are you even impressed? Jeff, Charlie's like, uh, <laughs> I'll have a latte, please. Thank Come you very on, much. Charlie. Look at um, that. That solder. I mean, it's just meticulous, man. It's just that it's, is well done. It's the shit, man. I mean, Devin, you're you're like like I said, we you you come up all the time in our big bottom little chat group, just oh. you're the guy, you're one of the guys that's just doing it right all around. Okay. 
you really are. I mean, that's just sincere. And yeah, from manufacturing, marketing, the just getting it out there. It's just fantastic, man. Yeah. That's cool. Thank you. I don't know why there's not more like this. Yeah, are these threes? So, Alnico threes? These are Alnico fives. They're fives. Okay. What I did do, I played around with the threes. I like the fives a little bit more. Yeah, the threes are going to be a little mellower sounding. The fives yeah. are going to be a little. This is um, this this big single. They're both singles, true singles. I prefer singles all the way. Yeah. We just took the neck. The, this is in 60s position, but the neck pickup has been back about about an inch. And that's yeah. where that tight, tight that's, punch here reacts quicker. But I also, I wire it in series. Hmm. My pan pot is bypassed. Boop, it's both pickups on at once. So let me just wow. show for everybody again. This is like if a jazz and a music man had a, a baby and, and shot steroids instead of lifting weights. That's, yes, they do. That's this. <laughs> Nice. Nice. I didn't realize your pickup positioning, the, the neck pickup was so far back. It's That's pulled a little back. Weird. Yeah, it's pulled back. And Kerry thinks it's a little ridiculous, you know? <laughs> Kerry thinks it's like a good He gives you two bridge pickups is what he does, right? I mean, for magnet spacing. I remember seeing a Warwick like that. I think it's this one of my students had one. They were way back like that. Yes. The Tom's usually had that. What? F-M-A-F something. It, it, was, it had some acronym. You know, it had strings and it was made of wood. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> you know, that's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. It, re I will, it does react faster than, say, a straight jazz-based positioning. Cool. You know, one of the last conversations I had with Mike before we passed was we talked about specifically the uh, Avante positioning. Okay. He's like, you know, it, does, it doesn't have that scoop-ish mid- um, he goes, the notes seem to react quicker. And for my style of play, I absolutely 100% need that. But you know what's similar to this is like not radically different is the Sadowski's New York City Modern. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And you know who else has got a, a new bass? Brian Bell has got the Fusion. Oh, see there. There's Steve. There you oh, go. Wow. This is a 1990 Ken Smith. Wow. And I mean, he really was one of the guys that set those pickups kind of back you know mm -hmm. i mean this mm -hmm. is really really that <laughs> that bridge pickup is right mm -hmm. up against it and this neck one maybe I, I, I but it seems a little farther back but this one even though it's neck through it still has kind of a forward kind of the only problem with that base is that ken smith made it <laughs> oh man oh one of the innovators one of the come on man Dude. Dude, I was in his apartment in the West Village in 1983 playing one of his basses, and he he sat there for an hour berating me. Because <laughs> so, I did, you know, I we all have reputations. We all supposed to be professional. Well, you know, I'll take the higher road and all this. I'll go on record. I will be, you know what? I, I like honesty, okay. and I will say this directly. Fuck Ken Smith. All right. Period. Well, there you go. How's that? All right. No one will ever, if anyone sees this, they'll never have to guess how I feel about it. All right. Yeah. I, I, I just think for innovations, he was one of the guys that, you know, started making his own stuff, 
his own brain. Made a great base, but yeah. dude, he was really rude to Jim Meridian. When Jim Meridian first, um, I don't know if you guys remember him because he dropped off the map. He's the guy who did that green, funky Chris Squire base. Oh, you know, that almost looks like a flame, right? Oh, yeah. Jim was a good friend of mine, okay. and his son, John, um, does all the work on my instruments right now. He's right. the guy who does it. I mean, I, I've, been, I've known these people literally my whole playing career, right? When Jim first, like, get a, got, I don't know if there was an investment or whatever, but he got his first NAMM show. His first NAMM show, he got, like, a big booth, like a 10 by 20, you know? This is just one out of a few Ken Smith stories. And again, I don't care who says this. I don't care if any Ken Smith, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> artists hear this. I don't care. This is straight dope. Yep. I'm Boston right here right now. Yep. Right. Um, he walked right over to Jim and said, who the fuck are you mm. to have this booth on your first show? And Jim's really nice, and he took, like, the high road. I would have been like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> right. Sorry to drop all these F-bombs, but, you know. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. I get it, man. I mean, yeah, it's not. That's not. When I was a modulus in Dorsey, yeah, too, I'll yeah. just say another thing. I don't want to bogart, but I remember I was talking to EBS at the time, mm -hmm. uh, looking at EBS stuff. And uh, some people might know Ron Randall, right? You know. Yes. Oh, yeah. Ron, yeah. So Ron took me over. And Ron was like, okay, okay, you know, I know you're with Modulus, but let's let's try to let, you know, they were sharing a booth with Ken. He goes, let's not, let's not let Ken see that. I'm like, why? Who cares, right? This is before I knew the Jim Meridian story or whatever. I'm like, um, what does he care? And then him coming over and goes, what's that foreign thing in my booth? That's what he said. And I was like, I was taken back. I was a lot younger. You know, I was like, what? What? What, what is this? So... No, he's he's a douche. <laughs> yeah, no, man, it's you know that that's yeah, probably could have been handled better and nicer. You know, there's I don't know, there's you got to be cool. So there you go. <laughs> um, okay, so back to Devin. This red base, thirty-four inch scale, has one of the meanest B strings, dude. Killing, killing. So. And I know that we always talk about stuff and I don't know. I, I, I don't think a bass, it doesn't matter if it's 34, 35, 34.5, 34.7. It, it's, if it's good, it's good. If it's bad, it's bad. Like there's, I've, I've heard short scale basses that have really good low Bs also. So, so what, are, what are your thoughts on that, Devin? Like you, you make both scales. What do you prefer? Do you have a preference or is it just kind of, what do you think? You know, um, I mentioned that I'm mainly a 35 guy. That's just kind of what I grew up on, but I've been warming up to 34 lately. Cool. Um, and just because it, so there's a, there's a little bit of difference in sound. Um, but actually what I do with my bass is I set the, um, the entry point of the strings into the body way far back as back as it can go so that um so the saddles have to be pushed as far forward as possible i mean if you look at that one that the g-string saddle is almost off the edge of the bridge yeah and that's intentional so i give as much room between where the string comes out of the body and hits the saddle oh. um and that increases the string length um so that it, it makes it nice and tight as tight as like a trapeze bridge would be or or anything like that um okay any of the length going through the body like that 
Sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is the key to having nice tight B string. That helps a lot. And that is a, maybe a little bit of a hint of what I'm going to be doing at the short scale when I do that. Oh, yeah, I like it. Nice. I think John could comment on this part. Yes. For this is like, mm -hmm. I think string tension makes a big deal if you're oh. going to go with the shorter scale, you know? And well, yeah, would I mean, about that's the, the biggest thing here. too, because with the shorter neck, a lot of traditionally all they did was um, string manufacturers just made a shorter string instead of sitting there and saying, wait, you know, with this this uh, base is now four inches shorter. Um, the same strings are are going to react very differently to it. So we've got to figure out a different way to make those. So that's actually what I've been the past couple of years as I've had a chance to look at into it is um, kind of go into that and look into all of our other short scale stuff, saying okay, which ones are working out, what ones are not, what can we do to you know, what are some things we can do to edit these so that those problems um, aren't there because. Um, you know, it's interesting, Devin, because I talked to Pete Hilton a lot about this, you know, because mm. Pete's yeah. actually... Um, He's a great builder. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he became one of my best friends because, you know, he and I are about the same age, but we grew up probably a half hour from each other. Mm. Oh, no kidding, really? Yeah, never knew it. And we made jokes that we probably were at, like, we probably, uh, the midpoint for both of us would have been East Lansing, like right where uh, Michigan <laughs> State wow. is. And so... So we've made jokes that we probably ran into each other at bars there, you know, <laughs> at times. But no, he and I talked about this a lot, um, you know, because Pete does 32 and 36 yeah. scales. He doesn't like doing 34s. Wow. Um, 36, really? Wow. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a uh, that's a offshoot from uh, working with Carl. I was going to say. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's his that's his thing. But um, no, he. Pete and I talked about that a lot and he would talk about all the stuff that like Carl would do in terms of design things to fix uh, a, you know, a floppy string because the string companies at that point wouldn't listen to the small builder kind of thing. They're just like, well, no, these are just the strings we have. And so that's where some of a lot of these um, base innovations have come from some of it, you know, back in the day, mainly out of necessity to make these um, shorter strings useful over anything. So that's what um, I've been trying to say, you know, like kind of what you, you do when you, you make these, um, you know, improvements onto your instruments based on, you know, all these players saying, man, if, if I had this or this, this, and, um, and it's kind of that same thing of somebody saying, oh, well, this string's so floppy. I'm like, well, you know, I'll try to get past that. Be like, no, tell me what what's it really doing that you're, you know, floppy is a, a very generic term. What exactly is it not giving you mm -hmm. right now? And if we can get that, then that's something that I can start looking at saying, oh, well, you know, if it's because of this, I could probably increase the core diameter of that, but keep the same um, ratio of everything. And it'll still be like a 105, but now it's, it'll be a 105 that doesn't feel like a 90 on a short scale. That's fantastic. And mm -hmm. it's all playing with the core thickness and the right. wraps and everything like that. Mm -hmm. uh, that's an innovation I've yet to get into. I, um, yeah, we should talk more about that. Oh yeah, but, I mean, I can, I can get like super heady. I can make, you know, poor Charlie just fall asleep. <laughs> I, I think we're doing a good job. I was just thinking about like poor Charlie. <laughs> Sorry, Charlie. 
Yeah. So, yeah, I was going to say that John Year Hilton is 32. 32 inch scale. He's got this beautiful base. Yeah, look yeah. at this thing. Yeah. This but, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 32 inch scale, correct? It's 32. Yeah. You also have a hollow body, too, or a semi hollow, don't you? Uh, no. No, okay. No, let's see. No, this one's all done, but I, I want to say it's, I think Pete said it's seven pounds. Wow. Nice. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's light. But I've heard you play it. I've heard recordings, and and it just sounds fantastic, man. Like yeah, you know, Pete. Well, Pete and I did uh, did a lot of work um, in looking onto some of those things, and I I did a little cheating too because um, I looked into some of our um, some of our other private label stuff, you know, because we made strings for a lot of companies yeah. over the years. Some we still do stuff, so, you know, and a lot of them. Um, you know, that fall under private label, I always tell people, I was like, the first name of that is private. So I can't give anything away. But um, what there was one of the companies that we still make stuff for, their short scale base has always been 32 inch. That's what they've called a short scale. Mm -hmm. They've made um, five strings for decades. Hmm. So I kind of dipped into those specs a little bit to be like, okay, I know those ones sound great. Why? <clears throat> cool. And then just what, kinda, what? Oh, I found out what it what it was. It was a huge core diameter. Yeah. Like oh, the, really? Uh, I mean yeah. that increases strength length or what was it? Now the core diameter. What it'll do is it just it makes it a stiffer string. You know, because if you make like a one thirty, but it's a uh, <laughs> but it's got like a twenty four core as opposed to a 28, that 24 is going to vibrate a little bit freer, but that's where it, you get that thing of it feels floppier because there's more give, whereas the uh, 28 is going to be a lot uh, stiffer. Yeah. Or be able to, but then again, you take a 28 into a 34-inch scale, and that's when you start getting stiff or you get a choked note. Right. It starts getting thuddy sounding. Um, right. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. And I and I did that uh, with I made a, actually a twenty five and a half inch scale once, oh. um, and it was just tuned uh, a four steps higher. Okay. Oh. So it was um what is it? Um, it was a B string used for an E, so it was E A D G, but it was twenty five and a half inch scale, um, and uh, it was a lot of fun. That's cool. But but it would have that thuddy problem. I bet you so a, a, a thinner core would have helped that. I take it. Yeah, it would, but yeah, yeah. it's the, um, yeah, it's that <clears throat> dance. About, okay, it'll play better and sound clearer with the smaller chord, but now it's a lot easier to, it vibrates more free. Yeah, really, so. yeah then you get the floppiness. Yep. I was yeah. going to put something up to interest Charlie for a second. <laughs> Charlie, how's this? Just I'm, good. I'm good, I'm good. No, I'm... no, no, no. While we all talk, go ahead, Charlie. We'll just go. <laughs> Charlie's being a true gentleman right now. Yes, yeah. he is. So hey Charlie, so your your main bass Lakeland thirty five inch scale five string, correct? Five. I have, I have, actually, I have two. I have a a five string. Uh, well, the first one I got from them was a, a, a the standard Lakeland forty four ninety four. You know, cool. ash body. Right, right. I I got an ebony board because I've had ebony boards since nineteen eighty seven, and I don't know enough to change what I know what I do. So mm -hmm. yeah. And, and what happened was is. Um, I stopped. I, I had my my Federa for years, and I did a, I did a gig up. I did a tour up in Canada, a small tour 
where I had to play electric because of logistics. And I missed the C strings. It was a gig I was soloing a lot. Hmm. And I didn't know what to do because I, you know this one was Swamp Ash, which I know was brighter. I was looking for warmer. You know, this bass, the four, the four string, I wanted, you know, standard four string, you know, sound. But I wanted something, because I, I, my, my sound is different, I think, than any of you guys. I tend to be more around the round and warm sound. Um, and I didn't know what to do. And then um, I saw an, um, a post where they made a bass from the bass player from Incubus, I forget his name, and they used a mahogany body. And I went, mm -hmm. so I called my rep. I said, can you make me a mahogany body? They said, yeah. I said, can you make an E to C? They said, yeah. And they did. And I haven't touched my Federa since that thing showed up. Ben wow. Kenny. Ben Kenny was the bass player for Incubus. Yeah. Sorry. So they, they they made it. It's mahogany. Uh, yeah, let's see it. Well, he yeah. played at the Bash this year. Ben uh, Kenny did? Yeah, he was good. He's fantastic. He Oh my gosh, those like Morning View, is that the record? Morning View, there's some killer bass lines on that, man. Just good. Good stuff. Oh, there it is. Nice. Oh, yeah. So mm -hmm. what? Fire oh, and those are uh, Nordstrand pickups. Well, this, this is what happened. So this is the first E to C they ever made. Oh. Wait, that's, that's an older back, though. No, it's mahogany. Is it solid? It's monogamy. <laughs> it's monogamy. Okay. 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 Uh, ebony board, Clara Walnut top. But what happened was, is that I the pickups. Their pickups are amazing, but it just wasn't warm enough. Hmm. So I, 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 you know Brady McElroy in Texas. Oh yeah, yeah, he's a good friend of mine. Yeah, Brady uses every pickup on the planet. So I called him up and I said, Brady, I don't know anything. I said, this is what I got. This is what I want. He said, call Carrie Nordstrand. So I said, Carrie, nice. this is what I got. This is what I want. And he said, buy these. Uh -oh. oh, the big man. Yeah, big man. Yeah. Yep. And it's warm. It's warm. It's round. It's everything I want it to be. That's that's what I go for. I want warm. Is that the stock electronics, the Bartolini electronics in there? Yeah. I asked him, I said, do I change anything else? He says, no, no. He said, no, it's it's a it's a Lakeland preamp. Um and I, that's what I went with. And, and if I didn't like that, I would have gone farther. But I put those in, and they sound fine. And you know what? I've got several bases with Bart Pre's and Carrie's pickups. It's, yeah, they're great, man. This is a Bart preamp? I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure it is, yeah. So they wired their own. Well, back in the day, yeah. I guess it depends when you've got it. Yeah. yeah. Two years old. How? About two. Two? It might be there. That's a Bart That's probably theirs. I yeah, because I know that I know they wind their. I, I, I saw. I was there. They wind their own pickups, so I think they make their own preamps too. I, I, I'm, like I said, yeah. I, let me put it this way: I, I've in the forty some odd years I've been playing, I have changed pickups twice, <laughs> and and actually the, the other time was Federa because I wanted them to change the the the. It's a, basically what I have is the is the predecessor to Mike Pope's Viceroy basically what it is. See, Charlie is our voice of reason. Right, I've done that more times on one base. I mean, like, Tony's done it twice this afternoon. I just changed four four sets of pickups. This, yeah, exactly. Charlie's our voice of reason, man. But you know what? It, it's okay. Oh! Oh! Oh, oh, oh look at God. this. Whoa! Okay, the story behind this one. 
Oh. Is I as I went to the to the shop, I, I my kids were raised in that shop, by the way. Really? Because um, I used to go there every year for setups. But I wanted a base, and they said okay. We and and they get, sent me put me in a room of tops, like mm-hmm. twenty tops, and and I was like, yeah. So I I decided a, I wanted a light color, and I got this spalted maple. They call it spalted, but it's kind of it's kind of got a curl. But I found that they only had two pieces. Nathan has the other one. Mm. Can we see the back? Can we see the back of it? It's it's walnut. I um, think this is cherry. Uh, I don't know. Alder? No, it's walnut. I think this is cherry, based okay. on what they told okay. me. I have to look at the... In the, yeah. I have the um, it looks like cherry. Yeah, and so what they did was... Oh. Let me put the camera down. This is... Now, I'm telling you this because they told me, so don't get impressed. <laughs> I'm already impressed. These are the... Um, Seymour Duncan? Duncan coils. Yeah. These are in 70s spacing. And remember, because they asked me, do you want 60s or 70s? And I looked at them and I went, what? (laughs) So these are 70s spacing. Um, And so it's volume, passive tone, bass middle treble or bass middle treble, I don't remember. Um, On and off, um, coil tap and uh, preamp on and off. If I pull this, these turn off. I have a separate preamp. This is the solo pickup. The collars are bass, middle, treble. Wow. And that's the volume. And this pickup, again, they told me this, don't get impressed. They couldn't, they couldn't make the pickup. So they took, uh, because it needed to be, if I get this right, bridge spacing, but neck polarity, because they were next yeah. to each other. So they took a pickup and they put it this way and it's facing the back. And they, they put it in and they said, if you don't like it, we'll get one made. I played it and I said, why? That's why it has no pole pieces open. Is that a Bartolini? No, these are these are um, Seymour, made Seymour Duncan dummy coil. Oh, wow. uh, okay. So that- Charlie, I want you to do a YouTube video just explaining that. So yeah, I know, I got it. Tell that. I mean, that's that's a historical base. Those Anthony Jackson bases are they're yeah, they're sought bases. after like yeah, crazy. Yeah. People people lose their minds over those bases, man. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best answer. Like I don't. Now, which? How many Anthony Jacksons were there before that one, Charlie? That's serial number five eighteen. Okay, so they made a few. I, I, yeah, nineteen ninety. Wow. But the Anthony Jackson, I think, came out somewhere in the seventies. I think. No, yeah, no, he, yeah. he he made it in the, with 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 um with um Ken Smith in the middle seventies. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know when the first day. I don't know. Uh, yeah, whatever. No, that thing's beautiful, man. That thing's killing. It's the same year as my Ken Smith. It's the same year, 1990. Yeah. Yeah. It weighs a ton. Yeah. It's heavy. I did oh, I did seven hour club dates with that thing. I don't know how I did it. You know it what? It. I know a lot of guys' weights an issue. Yeah. I like a little beefier base. I like yeah, that. But that, that's not beefy, man. That's a ton. That weighs a ton. Dude, okay, so the pickups, Evan, alone, the, the pickups alone, those dummy pickup pickups, yeah. uh, weigh like a, a million pounds in and of themselves, and there's three of them. <laughs> so Charlie, that middle Slip pickup, more. Yeah, hey Charlie, that middle pickup is that the Anthony Jackson 
placing pickup placing because he only has one pickup in doesn't he? <laughs> never mind then no worries. I did that I did I did that modification 99 or 2000 okay because because Mike Pope did it for me and with Federa and it was right around the time he was building what is now his voice his viceroy got it so on weight the um I'm kind of glad Devin that um the ash with the you know the PJ P double J it, it's a solid man it's not chambered like you because you do a lot right. of chambered stuff but I like the saw it's about nine and a half nine point six pounds and that's perfect for me man I, I I like the weight and it's not so that being ash and maple is so unlike ash and maple it's so growly and and fundamentally I don't know. It just it just has great tone. It is. You know, I know there's everybody wants light bases these days, but not me. Solid heavy bases actually produce a tone that that chambered bases just can't. To be honest, it just becomes the, what happens. What happens with the, the weight is that it starts causing health issues. Because I have, <laughs> yes, I'm, yeah. I'm serious. I, I the, dude, I get students all the time with health issues. I, I spend more time with posture than I do with freaking arpeggios half the time. Yeah. Because people either on double bass or on, on electric because they're tight. I, I, I had one student, he just, he was having all kinds, he's having all kinds of problems. He was playing. Let's see if I can even do this. He was playing. And as soon as he got to around the 12th fret, he did this. Oh, you know, and he was T one of my students calls T-Rexing. And you know, it's, <laughs> and some some of that can be caused by you know I've I, I have a student a former student in Sacramento at fourteen she was killing people she's going to she, I think she's going to Juilliard she studied with me for about three years um, yeah but, yeah she called it T Rexing and I've used it awesome. I love but, it but what happens is is I think sometimes the weight causes you know that kind of stuff so I understand what you're saying Devin but I think there's a there's a point if you know what I mean. Yeah, I, absolutely. And I mean, I chamber my bases for a reason. Is that issue? It weighs yeah. a billion pounds. Yep. This one's about nine, and it's perfect. Like nine is nine is good. I don't like I don't like going under nine. And and I that probably contributes to this. this like I said, man, for thirty. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, this low B is it's deadly, man. It's really it's amazing. It's a killer low B. Yeah. What, oh, Devin, show us some stuff, man. Show us what you're working on. Um, well, here's one that was actually at NAM. Oh, that this, was, yeah. This one surprised me. I'm yeah. talking about um, bases. This is seven pounds, six ounces or something like that. That's so nice. It sounds huge, though. It sounds really, really good. I was surprised. Because I'm not a believer in, like, super light bases are better. Yeah. But this one, for some reason, sounded really good. And that has all the eight pickups, the Tic Tac pickups? Yeah, all the eight pickups, Alder Body, nice. um, Bird's Eye Maple Neck, yeah. um, 34 inch scale, um, passive. passive. Yeah. Yep. Solely nice. passive. Doing the magnetic, you know, cover system on this one too. So That's pretty cool. That's so cool. rad. So clean and I'd say what helps with the heavy bases. This is the um, shout out to. I know Steve's playing them too. You know, John, they do do custom lengths, by the way. Oh. The, uh, if you can see that logo. I can't. Dark strap. Italian leather. Oh, yeah. They'll do OEM, nice. man. <clears throat> yeah, Michael, good dude. Killer. Just great straps and fast. Four, the four-inch wide straps. Yeah. Very John, cool. I know you like a set length. They'll do whatever you want. Yeah. 
Um, but but Devin, they do OEM. Like we're um, we were talking with them, maybe doing some GNL stuff. But they're fantastic. The guy is like, uh, he's awesome, and they're in uh, like Central California, and that's cool. Yeah, I've um, so I've oh, you're, you're doing actually had other strap people approach me, and uh, not super reliable. Um, but th- that sounds no. good. I'd like to. I'll look him up. Yeah, on that one. No I way. Know. Devin, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I concur. I agree. Yes. <laughs> but Italia is great. Like, yeah, like Tony said. And yeah, so. Cool. That's uh, awesome. Well, let's. Uh, okay. So let's do this. Um, Devin, where can they find you? Where can the people find you? Oh, uh, DevonBase.com or on Facebook cool. or Instagram. Devin Base, Devin Smolin, SMU. Yeah, Devin Smolin on Instagram, Devin Base. It's a nice Devin thread right now on Talk Base, the yeah. Devin user group. So, yeah, it's just so you know, oh, wow. a lot of stuff on there. Yeah. Yeah, people are very kind to me. I, I appreciate it so much. Well, they're kind to you because you make some badass shit, man. Good. Thank you. It's good. It's it's beyond good. It's fantastic, you know? So, yeah. It's, um, it's I, I, I got to tell you, I just love going to NAM and just meeting the players. Um, that is, that's the best part. And you get to meet my wife too, who is by far the, my better half. <laughs> so oh, just sweet. She's really, really nice. Yeah. Didn't her title on her NAM badge this year say the boss? <laughs> I think the wife is what she the had. Wife. That it. it should say the boss next year. Tell her that. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's be real. Yeah, yeah, right. Charlie, Charlie, how about you? Where can uh, people find you on social media? Or, or where can they find you to get some lessons? Because I, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm generally on COPS, America's Most Wanted, you know. I'm charliesabatino.com. You know, my name is right there. Um, Charlie, and it's... By the way, I visit your website and uh, watch some of the videos. Wow. Dang, dude. Yeah, I'd want to take lessons from you. Charlie knows his shit, man. It's it's amazing, seriously. The best. And I'm on Facebook and I'm on Instagram and cool. you know. Cool. How about uh, Tony? Tony, where can people find you? Uh, Tony Pulio. Um, you go to Tony Pulio one on Instagram. You do Tony Pulio basis Tony Pulio on Facebook. If you just Google my name, I'll come right the hell up. I so want you to change it to Tony Paleo, but that's not going to happen. Right. <laughs> Not what I'm eating, flan. <laughs> I know, right? I know, I know. How about uh, John? How about yourself, man? Uh, you can find me on any of the social stuff at Mon Judy. That's under um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, or you can go to justmoody.com, and that'll have all my, all my stuff up on there, including the new album that I just kind of surprised through at everybody yesterday. Fucking oh, really? Yeah. Great. Yes. Oh, check it out. Cool. Yeah, it's called The Drought. It's um, it's it's actually cool. My, my girlfriend does a lot of uh, soundscape, like John Carpenter, background music, movie scoring kind of things. Um, and cool. so she's been getting into a lot of uh, South Indian films. Really? Which, which actually, cool. they're, they're kind of awesome. I, I can't lie. So, but we just started writing some stuff back and forth and um, just we kicked it out fairly quick but yeah there's a there's a pretty heavy uh indian flair to it a lot of soundscape background music it's not my typical solo bass outing at all but it's got definitely a bass is still featured like at the forefront so nice
Yeah, I'll put links in everybody's name in the description, so for sure. And I'm Steve Araujo, the bass hang, all that crap. You'll see stuff. But I can't thank you guys enough for just chatting. And, you know, we're going to do this more and more, especially in these times. I think it's really good to have this community and just kind of just mm-hmm. find, out, find out how everybody's doing. Check in with hey, everybody. Inviting me. I'm, I'm glad, oh. I'm glad I found out. Dude, we're going to have more. And we're going to have – we'll keep having these. And um, So – Hold on, guys. We're going to say bye to the public. I'm going to stop recording, but hold on. Don't hang up anybody, but everybody, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you guys later. Stopping recording. Cheers. Big bottom.